Hi, you're listening to If You Give It Out a Podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. So, I have with me somebody really cool this week. He has done a little bit of everything from acting to wrestling to Brazilian jiu-jitsu and even music. He is somebody who was on American Idol Season 12. Um, He had some really awesome stories to tell and he had all kinds of stuff that he wanted to talk about. And I am very glad that I had him on this week, and that was Chris Gazaway. Some of you might know him as X-Cal. He is a wrestler out of the Oklahoma area, but he has also done all kinds of other stuff as well. So he was a really good conversation this week, and I am very glad to have him on. I believe that you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation that we had today. And for those of you who are here just to hear the Chris Gazaway episode, welcome I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes that we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get the show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. (laughs) Get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the work rate, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, she said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows. And I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural. Bro. I just remember because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes, What? Okay, before I get started, you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat or a cup, but you just didn't know who to go to? Well, come on over to R&L Designs where they make all of your custom needs come true. They make custom hats, they make custom shirts, they make custom mugs, they even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook and that is at R&L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at r&ldesigns19. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram page. They update it regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like. Give them a follow. All right, everybody. So today I have with me uh, a guy that I am very excited to have on. He is a very talented man. He has done all kinds of stuff, uh, and that includes he was in on American Idol in season 12. He is an MMA fighter and a wrestler, um, as well as a movie and TV extra. Um, I've got to see him wrestle twice. I've got to listen to some of his music, and this is a very talented guy, and I'm very glad to have him on, and that is Chris Gazaway, XCal. How are you doing today, man? 
Uh, not too bad, man. Just got out of jiu-jitsu class, um, got my ass handed to me for about an hour and a half, and, <laughs> you know, so I feel as good as possible. Right on, right on. Well, I'm glad that you were able to come on here and talk to me tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done, because you have had an actual pretty busy career from what it sounds like um you were on american idol and uh for season 12 what was that like wow well uh random i guess yeah <laughs> on paper it looks like i've had a great career but yeah i don't know um american idol it was it was one of the most random experiences you know because i'd been doing music just mainly rapping and i would occasionally sing like a chorus here and there but i, I mm -hmm. never considered myself a singer but you know so like in 2009 i put out my uh, my first debut album album that was a a rap album basically mm. and fast forward a couple years you know i moved out to california during that time you know i i tried to you know play shows out there i played on santa monica you know i opened for guys like johnny polygon i got to do some cool things but you know ultimately uh, it's expensive to live out in California and sure. you know the, the dreams were running dry apparently, apparently there were a lot of other people <laughs> in California trying to make it as well so yeah. uh, I didn't quite <laughs> things didn't quite work out so fast forward you know I'm working at a warehouse in 2012 and I hear that American Idol is going to be coming to Oklahoma City I live mm -hmm. in Tulsa which is about an hour and 40 minute drive away so I was like, man, I've always been a fan of the show, even though sometimes it's been a closet fan because I don't want my friends to make fun of me, <laughs> like my musician friends, yeah. especially. But uh, so like, I was always a fan of the show. So I was like, man, they're gonna be right there. This is like I should just do it on a whim. Why not? What do I have to lose? And so I show up to the cattle call. The ten thousand, like it's at Chesapeake Arena, is what they call it at the time, where the Thunder played, mm -hmm. and um, they had ten thousand people there. Ryan Seacrest, all that, and like I was like, man, there's no way in hell I'm gonna be better than ten thousand people, or you know, I'm probably not right. gonna be even, you know, one of one of like five hundred or six hundred. But <laughs> so I had to really think about it, and so. I made a decision on the fly that the morning of the big cattle call auditions, I, mm -hmm. I made a decision on the fly to wear my, uh, well, I, I say on the fly, but I kind of brought it with me just in case. Cause I, I, I did, you know, it was like a, uh, what's that? A contingency plan or something. Yeah. Uh, if all else fell, I'm going to dress in my uh, pro wrestling gear, which at the time I was doing the midnight flyer, which was <sighs> a, a mask luchador, you know, so my body was covered head to toe. Like nobody could tell who I was. Nobody could <laughs> see my face. So I just dress up in that, and like, you know, certainly that separates me from, you know, ten thousand people. That right. that starts to make me stand out in the crowd. So I still didn't think much of it. I just thought, you know, maybe I'll get on camera, and you know, I'll get to see myself on camera later as you know the guy, like, because the camera pointed at me. Right. Still had no no uh, hopes or aspirate or like delusions of grandeur about it and so when i get up to do my audition like i had every intention i was going to do it like with all my heart and like 
like I, I was really gonna try and so i just slipped my mask up and i sing michael jackson the way you make me feel and uh I, when i get done the the producers they they call like the girls that were waiting in line with me mm-hmm. and then they send them on their way and then they call me up and they're like so it says you're a professional wrestler here that makes sense because you have to <laughs> fill out a little paperwork before uh-huh. and they're like you know we we got to be honest we thought you were going to be a complete joke but once you open your mouth and really saying like uh i think you sound good enough we want to give you another shot oh, and wow. you know my my jaw dropped and like i was like holy shit. so after that i had to go and fill out a ridiculous amount of uh paperwork mm-hmm. and then you know uh it's like two months later in october the night before or like uh, the night before the second and third round auditions i had to open up for afro man with my band oh so we open up for afro man i stay up all night long that's i almost a... don't even go that's I really cool don't even go. <laughs> it was until <laughs> afro man punched a woman on stage oh no crying out loud. it was yeah. that show <laughs> No, no, it wasn't that show. Or oh. I would have whipped the ass myself, but uh, okay, like it, it's not as cool anymore because right. now he slapped the woman. But you okay, know, it okay, was cool okay. at the time because it was it was pre pre woman slap. I got you. Man, okay, but, uh, <laughs> but um, so I didn't go to bed at all that night. Like I stayed up all night, and then I was going to use my cousin's car to drive to Oklahoma City, and I uh-huh. could not get his passenger door shut. Something with like the latch had messed up. I couldn't get it shut, so I was just not going to go. I was just going to say to hell with the with American Idol, and I just wasn't going to go. And my girl, actually, to her credit, Haley, she came out and somehow fixed the lock. You know, because I'd been out. Uh-huh. Truth be told, I'd been out. You know, doing. I don't. I don't even want to say on podcast, but you know, I was up to no good all night, and you know, yeah, probably shouldn't have been driving. And she fixes the door, she gets it shut, so now I have no excuse. And in all that frenzy, I end up forgetting some of the key parts of my wrestling outfit. And you're supposed to wear the same outfit every time you go, so they make it look like they do it all in one day. Oh, okay. So I didn't have the the wrestling outfit for the second and third audition. Uh So I had to do that on my own merit, basically. So I'm kind of proud of that. I still made it through without having the big gimmicks on. You know, I just dressed in a normal T-shirt and jeans. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you're a rapper and you're a singer or you're a rapper and you're a wrestler. Okay, we'll put you through the next round. The the really uh, nerve wracking round was uh, the executive producer round. That was the third round. Okay. Because you had guys like Nigel Lithgow and uh, it's like Ken Warwick, guys that I'd heard of before. Right. And uh, I ended up getting like four yeses, and the only no I got was from Nigel Lithgow, and he just told me he's like, you know what, uh, I don't think you'll do well on a show like this, but I could see how America could like you as a Mm -hmm. character and you don't need my vote since you already got theirs. So you're going through. Oh, wow. So then like, you know, a month later, I'm talking like November, end of November. Uh I finally get to meet the celebrities, Uh Keith Urban, Nicki Minaj, Mariah Carey, Randy Jackson. So I go in and I, I sing for them. Uh, I do Billionaire by Bruno Mars and Travis McCoy, but I I write my own rap parts. Okay, and, you know it, it 
the the rap parts had a lot to do with like you know kind of like American Idol uh, references and shit like that. Uh-huh. But I also made a voice in the X Factor reference, which kind of upset Randy. <laughs> um, but uh, like so, I got a, a split decision vote. Randy gave me a no. Um, Mariah gave me a no. She said she's not really into the singing and rapping thing. And ah. uh, that year, she was beefing with Nicki Minaj on the show. And Nicki Minaj sings and raps. So uh-huh. I thought that was more of like an insult to Nicki Minaj than it was to me. But whatever. Right. I got a no from her that way. And then so Nicki and Keith gave me a yes. And Keith was the tiebreaker that week. So he said... Uh, since we're in OKC this week and I'm the one that gets to do the tiebreakers, I say you're going to Hollywood. Awesome. And, you know, I was just, I was fucking blown away because, you know, I went on a whim with zero expectations. Like, I, I, I had absolutely, when I say I had zero expectations, I probably had less than that. And I ended <laughs> up making it to Hollywood. That's... And, man, let me tell you, after you make it through, <clears throat> you immediately go, you talk to a... Uh, a like a private detective, like a like a some sort of law enforcement guy. They do a background uh-huh. check on you. They have a psychiatrist on site that you go see after you see the cop. You talk to the psychiatrist about ever thoughts about killing yourself. All this, then you have to fill out like a hundred a uh, hundred answer survey oh. basically asking you the same questions over and over but worded different ways like do you have thoughts of suicide do you want to kill you like all this shit. Oh, wow. like, i mean they want to make sure whoever they they put on tv isn't some unstable bad crazy dude right At least that's what i that's what i assume yeah and then the contracts the contracts they send bro they were like, I'm talking maybe a legitimate five inches thick of paperwork that I had to go through, put my initials on every little thing, and it <laughs> drove me crazy. They wanted to know your, literally, this is not this is not a joke, they literally wanted to know your last three girlfriends, their what? names, phone numbers, and address. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know where they are. Why are you asking me? I'm like, I, I wrote them a really... A hateful letter like and attached it to the paperwork yeah and, and i ended up having to talk to a lawyer it got cleared but man i was like really annoyed was off by the time it was all yeah i was it was really annoying yeah but everything went okay i i got to go out to hollywood and you know just squander my opportunity by getting drunk with david cook's guitar player the night before and then yeah just kind of not treating it like a serious thing i i, I right. kind of like sh- i showed up to hollywood like when i was in okc i had mm-hmm. cameras on me at all times like right they were following me they did home stories on me when i got out to hollywood nobody was paying attention to me so i was like i kind of was reading the writing on the wall i was like they i was probably good for oklahoma like i stood out in oklahoma but once yeah. i'm out there with everybody else like i the the talent pool just got a lot of, a lot bigger so I just kind of like gave up on it, and you know, I looking back on it, I, I regret doing that. I sh- I should have gave it a, an honest effort. I think I could have got a little bit further, but you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know that you did actually come out with a studio album, uh, and I believe the band is called the Kayfabe. Yeah, we did that one in uh, twenty fourteen. We went to Colorado. It's called the Denver Sessions. 
Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy Connor McFarlane, who produced my first album, my solo album. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Will and I, Will Sutherland, we've been doing music together for years, and we've we've like had a revolving door of band members all the time. We can, we could just never nail down a band because you know we we couldn't get people to be as serious about the project as we were. Right. So we just kind of cut everybody out, and, and I tell them like, hey, let's just stay. Let's go to Colorado. Let's record an album with Connor. We have these songs. We had like, I don't know, five or six songs uh, written on acoustic guitar. I was like, why don't we just take it to Connor? He can put all the bells and whistles on it. And, you know, we'll just put out an EP and just do it. Just do something. Right. And so we did. We, we rented a van and we uh, drove 10 hours out to near denver it's uh i don't want to say where it is because he doesn't like me putting his studio on blast but uh it's a little town outside of denver and we uh we recorded it in about four or five days and got six songs done and we called it the denver sessions because we're unoriginal (laughs) (laughs) well i i listened to it and i actually really enjoyed it that was a it was a lot of fun to uh listen to and i had no idea because um when from what i knew from you it was just the wrestling side because i had seen you wrestle a couple times in arkansas and i had no idea that you had done music until i started you know talking to you on instagram and things like that and i was like oh wow this is this is really cool but That's i crazy it's kind of uh, crazy though that you're saying that because like i've 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 lost so much of my passion through wrestling like that music was actually the thing that uh like softened the blow when i fell out of love with wrestling uh-huh. it like it made it, uh, you know, it made it less devastating to kind of like fall out of love with something. I had right. something to kind of fill that void, and music was that for me. So, right, yeah, uh, I, I'm very thankful for it. Right, and you know, I'm I'm one of those people. I music is my um, my therapy, I guess you could say. Um, whenever I'm not having the greatest of days or things like that, music is my my go to to. Um, to escape everything that's going on around me and music can make you feel it can make you feel happy sad like you know ha- for sure rageful at times like i mean yeah uh, music is art and i i love it i know yeah. wrestling is art too but you know I, I guess i'm just drawn to the arts in general yeah that i i feel like me and you are a lot the same in that way because you know i i'm not a wrestler um, uh, n- never have been, probably never will be. You know, you're I, too I, smart to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're too smart to be. Well, yeah, I, I just don't think I have the. Uh, I'm a 34 year old dad with a very big dad bod. It's probably not going to happen for me. <laughs> but I do That's enjoy. The criteria of a lot of uh, outlaw mud shows, <laughs> as Jim Cornette would say. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so, what would you say some of your? Because I know you said that you are uh, you rapped and things like that, but I know then you did the music side, uh, you did the singing side as well. Uh, what were some of your influences, uh, I guess, on the rap side, and then maybe some of your influences when it came to your singing style? You know what? Uh, this is going to blow your mind because I think you know the guy. Um, you know Tim Rockwell, right? I do know Tim the Rockwell. Wrestler. Yes. Uh, he is the one that got me into rap. He uh, because he used to rap. Oh, and he okay. Used to have a little setup in his uh, garage, like apartment. 
And okay. uh, one time I went to his place to like record some custom wrestling music for myself because uh-huh. he had all this set up. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we got to hanging out a lot. I, I dated his sister. And uh, so I was hanging out at his place a lot. And so he kind of got, he taught me how to rap. You know, he's like, yeah, listen to like the the snare and like kind of try to make your words like hit on the snare and shit and like he kind of taught me how to get on beat essentially and you know ever since then like i just never looked back from there like he he uh he he awoke a a demon in me or something or i don't know how to describe (laughs) it but he he put the the love of music into me or he he made me believe that i could do it and from there i just uh you know i start. i had friends like uh, anthony jenkins who has gone by PDA or Jenkins. Uh-huh. He's a, a an artist, a hip hop artist. He's really good. I always looked up to him. I looked up to my friend Connor McFarland, who went by Connor, but you spell it K A W N A R. Oh, okay. So we were just like a, a collective of guys that all just, you know, obviously, you know, you look up to like Eminem's and Jay Z's and shit like that out in the industry. But for me personally like i the people i looked up the most to were my friends that were in close proximity to me because i was trying to learn a new art and mm-hmm. the best way to do that is to be close to people that are doing it so because i can't just go hang out with eminem and learn from him, so i have <laughs> anthony or tim you know so yeah hope that yeah. answers your question <laughs> oh yeah no that that works great uh i actually heard an interview i think it was today and it was a dr dre and whenever they were recording his first album um my name is was like the first 10 minutes the very first time that they recorded like they made that song oh, in the gosh. first 10 minutes and he said that during them making that first album there were many times where um it raised his eyebrows and kind of scared him the things that eminem was saying and uh, <laughs> doing there so i can see I'll that i'll never but... forget that song that song uh like it was like 1999 when i first heard it uh-huh. and it was just something about it because i was like this is cool because it's a white rapper but Yep. He's not cheesy like Vanilla Ice was. Like he's, he's right. dissing people and it's funny. Yeah. And yeah, so like he uh like I don't know, he's like the uh the mainstream version of ICP. If I like yeah. if I that's what ICP was doing was like crazy lyric like that like disgusting over the top stuff. Right. It's just Eminem was like a more mainstream version of what ICP was. Yeah. And it just so happens they're both from the same stomping ground. So And they don't know, like sure each other. A big backstory about the, yeah, and they didn't like each other. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's probably all kinds of we go yeah, they would go back and forth on you know, who made what right. first or whatever, but Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh you're good. You're good man. Uh, I like I've told everybody who comes on this show, it's just a conversation. We'll just talk and just have a good time. That's what I like about this. There's no telling where the conversation will go. That's the way I like it. Sweet. <laughs> so you said that you just did a, you said it was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class is what you just came from. Yeah. How long have you been into that? I've been, uh, uh, I got into it back in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. I just I I had been wanting to you know uh, just for my own mental health I guess just to have like a a release something to go do because mm-hmm. lifting weights only gets you so far right 
Um, and then like six months into it, uh, I injure my shoulder really bad. Like I tear a muscle in it and I actually have to like relinquish my WFC heavyweight title. And oh, no. I didn't do any more martial arts until I didn't do uh, BJJ again until 2018, July, 2018. Mm. And so I've been doing it really consistently ever since then. Uh, I'm a blue belt one stripe, but I don't know. I, okay. I I could sub I could sub some black belts. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't do a lot of gi work. I'll say that I don't. Yeah. Uh, I miss out on a lot of promotion. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I did see is that you are uh, an MMA fighter. Have you had any MMA bouts yet? I've only had one. I and see, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify myself as an MMA fighter more as just a practitioner at this point because I haven't had enough fights. I, I tried you. to have a fight back in July and it ended up, it ended up fizzling out because I just felt like the promoter was trying to feed me to the wolves. Uh, I, I told him, you know, I was like, look, dude, I'm 38. Uh, can you find somebody and in my experience and age range and you know i'll i'll put on a great first match for you or something yeah. he's like sure and he offers me a 22 year old lifelong wrestler who has kickboxing experience and a collegiate wrestler like oh i was like oh so you just want me to die okay <laughs> well, that seems fair oh so i i declined the fight like i mean i'm not one of those i'm not one of those like beat your chest macho dudes uh i don't I don't uh, like. I don't have that in me. I'm not. I don't have to prove that. Oh, I'm, I'm a badass. Blah blah blah. And maybe it's to my detriment sometimes. But you know. I, but I do plan on having another MMA fight eventually. It's. I mean. It's why I train. In the meantime, I do jujitsu tournaments or matches. Um, and that's like, that's the closest thing I can get to doing the MMA. I mean, it's pretty much MMA without punching or kicking. It's yeah. just all the holds trying to break each other's arms and shit like that. So it's just manhandling each other. Yeah, involuntary <laughs> yoga. Yeah. <laughs> so I do kind of want to switch over here a little bit because the reason that I do know you is because of your wrestling, and I've seen you wrestle twice. I saw you once in Salem Springs and once in Bentonville wrestle. Uh, in fact, uh, the show that I saw you first was the Bentonville show, and it was against somebody who I'm actually a really big fan of, and that's Justin Lee. Um, the match that you guys put on was amazing, and uh, I'm not saying this just, I'm not blowing smoke or anything like that, but when that match was done and I heard you talk, I have to say that I was like, that guy has something. Um, I, I was there with my son. It was his, uh, mine and his first show ever that we went to. And I just, the way that you carried yourself and the way that you talked on the mic and everything, I have to say, I, I, I felt that you had something. Well, that's very kind of you to say, man. I do appreciate that. It's, it's a little validating to hear. I, uh, I feel like a man out of time sometimes, like, uh, in this, in, in the new, age of wrestling uh-huh. part of me wishes like i would have started about five years later because or or maybe even eight years later i feel like i'm i'm in the wrong uh era yeah and it sucks because you know um i i don't know if my body can do quite the same things that all the younger guys can do right and uh i don't and i can't personally i can't 
wrestle the style that they do that the cheesy where it's like really convoluted it's very cheesy and it's and it, it looks like a, a very overly rehearsed you know ballet or, or something yeah. and yeah. all the the leg slapping galore give me a <laughs> damn break yeah you slap your leg on everything not every <laughs> single strike needs to have a leg slap sound to it like god <laughs> that's one of my biggest pet peeves and i just i can't uh, yeah, I, I feel like a man out of time, but I really appreciate the the compliment because I certainly don't feel that way sometimes. Well, I, I, so I've uh, talked about this before. I've actually I sent the video to you, and I sent the video to Justin as well, and I got this really cool video, and it was a spot that you guys did, um, and it's I think you did a shooting star press off the top rope, and you can and he had his foot up in the air when you came down. And it just yes. hit perfectly. And I got a video of that. And it was just beautiful to watch. Dude, that was uh, actually Justin's idea to put his foot up. Because I think at first I was going to say, uh, maybe just roll out of the way and I'll land on my feet. Yeah. And then, you know, like you jump up and do something. And he was like, what if I just put my foot up? And I was like, whoa, that's genius. Because then yeah. I could just kind of land on my feet and like, it'll look really good right with all the timing and everything and yeah that was a good call on justin and the funny thing about that is like justin was one of my trainers in pro wrestling back in like 2003 uh uh december 2002 into 2003 uh-huh. I, I had my first pro match february of 03 okay and justin was the guy that was doing all my training back then uh i met him by going to his house backyard wrestling when I was like 16 years old. And oh, so wow. we've known each other for years. I mean, over 20 years now. And uh, that was the first time we'd ever wrestled each other one-on-one. -on -one. We really? we'd had some like tag matches and we'd had some like weird uh, three-way matches that were cluster but that was the first time we'd ever got to like actually do a one-on-one -on -one match with each other. So that was really cool. Well, the amount of chemistry that you guys had in the ring was great. Uh, and I guess that's from being around each other all those years and having him train you and all that. Uh, I, from yeah. what I can tell, he's a very good, um, he's a good trainer. Yeah. He, oh, he, he, makes... he is a very good trainer. Like, uh, you know, like I, I used, he and I, we've, we've had our, uh, our tumultuous past but all mm -hmm. that's way years and years behind us but um right i've always thought he was a great trainer like he's somebody that's really good for younger guys to learn from mm -hmm. and like this resurgence that he's been on as of late like his comeback he looks great and uh i've been really proud of him honestly like for uh you know just looking great and and inspiring me you know hey maybe i'm not too old for this shit after all yeah justin's doing it maybe i can too I, i'm loving his new uh heel gimmick that he's doing right now too i don't know see, if you I got, to... got to see it somebody else, somebody <laughs> else was telling me about it and i i because uh, uh oh my, my 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 buddy boss campbell he he was telling me about it. he's like yeah he's like I, i'm so glad justin's a heel now because he's just such a uh a natural piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has that whole and thing he, where he it's... Means it, he means it with all love. He loves oh, Justin, yeah. but like, uh, 
it's just kind of a joke. Well, he he came on here and he did say the whole thing about you know he has a punch me face, so he's good at playing yeah. the heel, you know. And I love he has a new catchphrase out there, and it's make Oklahoma wrestling great again. So you uh, know, oh, it, <laughs> it's it's kind of it. It's been no, used before, play. but it's going to be great. You know, it's it's going to go over well. And he's the one guy. Cause I mean, he's the. Yeah. I bet he could he could touch some buttons. Oh, for uh, sure. I, I think uh, Hill, Hill Justin could be really good. Like honestly. Oh, for sure. He's a good looking. He's a good looking dude. Like I, I think I really, I think he undersells himself a little by only staying around. You know these, these certain areas. Yeah. I think at at this point, man, he he honestly could be at places like MLW or you know some. Somewhere bigger, you know. Right. I, I think he just he needs to believe that. Right. I believe it. I think he should. Yeah. No. I I definitely agree with you there. I know that he was one of your trainers and everything, but who were some of your influences in wrestling? Uh, where did you gain some of your with the characters that you do? Where do you get draw your inspiration from for them? Uh, oh God, it's gonna sound like such a cliche answer. Um, okay, I loved um, the One Two Three Kid growing up, okay. and I loved X Pac. So yes, X Cal, X Pac. No, that's not why I <laughs> got the name. Um, but I, I really liked X Pac because he was like a small guy. Uh huh. He seems small, right? Yeah. Bigger than me though. Uh, Jeez. Uh, but you know, in that world, he was a small guy. He was. Um, so it was kind of inspiring. Uh, Brian Pillman. Yushin Liger, like the early WCW matches when uh, from that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sting was my guy as a kid when I was little. Yeah, like the Surfer Sting, I was all yep. about that. And then because I love the Crow movie so much, when he did the Crow Sting, I loved him even more then. That's but cool. guys like him, Bret Hart, uh, Mister Perfect, those were like the guys that I really, really liked. Shawn Michaels, obviously. Um, um, I don't know. I was like, you know, I, I liked Hogan. I, uh-huh. I, he's the probably what um, got me into wrestling. Like what struck my attention, or you know, right. what got my attention. Right. But I can't say that I was a hundred percent ever like the biggest Hogan fan. Right. I was more of an Ultimate Warrior guy. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's you know that's that's cool you know i mean i i love asking people that because you always get different answers you know Uh, i actually had somebody who came on uh last week he's a wrestler out of canada and one of his influences was andy kaufman (laughs) that's such a yeah (laughs) you know you're like wait okay (laughs) you know but once you see his character you're like "I, i get it i see it so, you know, I mean, people draw influences from everywhere. And so, you know, I love asking that question. It's crazy. Like the, the fucking pizza guy now, you know, the yes, like, uh, pizza, he's, uh, Luigi Primo. Primo yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, ridiculous gimmick, right? Uh, just not any more ridiculous than anything we haven't seen before, but right. I mean, he's making it work now. And like, I mean, this, this is what, this is why I feel like a man out of time. It's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, cause, uh, all the things that it used to take to make it don't uh-huh. seem to matter anymore. And it's like, now you just kind of got to be stupid or have like a very 
uh, like over the top viral gimmick. Viral yeah. is the big word. You gotta, it's like you have to have like um, a hundred thousand followers or ten thousand, you know, views, fans, yeah. all this shit before they'll even take a look at you. Yeah. I have sent AEW, I don't know how many damn emails, and, <laughs> and Sean, whatever the f- Captain Sean has wrote back. He's, oh yeah, brother, we're just waiting to figure out which show to put you on. Ah, and then yeah. you know, then they can put a, a native guy on the damn show. It's like, <laughs> oh, there you go. And then they tell me I, I won't be able to paint my face probably. What? I'm like, wow, why? Because of Thunder Rosa or what? what, what the <laughs> None of this makes sense. No. Well, I'm just trying, man. You know, honestly, if if I could just get one extra gig. Yeah. At WWE or AEW, I would literally just be done with wrestling. I, I could finally be happily done with it. Yeah. I only stick around now just so I could seem like I'm still active enough to where if they need uh, an extra that yeah. they could use me. Yeah. But I, I'm so done with that because I, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, I'm a man out of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, Captain American pro wrestling. <laughs> well, like I said, whenever I saw you, uh, I, I think what you have is still legitimate. Um, that's my own personal opinion for it. You know, I mean, take it or leave it. You know, it's but I, I actually enjoy your character. Um, I'm one of the ones who's in the crowd hollering the whole time that you're uh, you're wrestling, though. You know, I, I just you're I, one I, of the pale faces. Uh, no, no, I was the one, I, I, well, yeah, I'm one of the pale faces, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> but because yeah, I call everybody a pale face, and then I call them racist too. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm racist, and then I call them racist. So it's like a yeah. Well, yeah, you it's know, okay though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the double but, standard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's okay as long as it's uh, you. You know, other people can't. Yeah, native. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. I was here first. Exactly. A lot of people were here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I've seen you a few times, Russell, but I actually haven't got to see you uh, here lately a lot. Have you taken a step back uh, from wrestling for a moment? Uh, no, I was supposed to be at a show like uh, on the uh, October twenty second, I believe, and okay. I just did not feel good that day. Uh, I tried everything to be there. Um, yeah. I was even going to just go and do a promo, but I ended up having like a fever and I didn't want to go when mm. I had a fever because that means like potentially have something that's contagious. Right. Um, so I, I don't know, man, like honestly, because I, I need, I have some things I have to figure out, you know, as right. you know, there's, there's been a lot of drama going on. Uh, I don't even wrestle in my home state of Oklahoma Uh just because of the drama here. Not, not only with just wrestling companies, but with the, the athletic commission here is such a joke. They Uh are crooks. They're, they're the worst people ever. I hate them. Um, but, and then I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to like look into, crown wrestling and figure out if i want to continue wrestling there i mean full disclosure uh i just need to figure some things out because i don't want to align myself with people that have beliefs that i don't support yeah mainly I got if, you. especially if they're especially if they're very outspoken about their personal beliefs or or you know mm-hmm. i'm just i'm not gonna um settle for like homophobic 
tirades or transphobic tirades or anything like that or racist. I'm just not not gonna. You know, it's one thing to do it in a show setting, yeah. but like, it's getting to this weird, ridiculous point, and yeah, I, I'm not with it. I got you. I got you. You know. So, uh, I, so I, I'm just I'm still trying to figure it out, bro. Um, I can't say that I'm done. I I, I can never truly. I, I can always joke and say I'm I, I'm re, I'm finally retired this time, but I yeah. always do it tongue in cheek. It's a joke. Uh, I, I'll probably do it until you know I do finally get that extra gig and I can finally just hang it up and be done with it because yeah. I'm ready to be done with it. Trust me. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because um, it was the Crown Show you're supposed to be at on October 22nd, wasn't it? Yeah, I was actually supposed to be there too, and I had fever. Did you get me sick? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but I I was supposed to be there. COVID? Yeah, is that the one you had COVID at? Oh damn! Oh, well, I didn't go to well, it because I ended up testing positive for COVID yeah. on that Friday, on the twenty first, and uh, yeah, I was in bed for a week. The only thing that it worked out is that I did get to watch UFC 280, so that was really good. Okay. I would have got to do it either way, though, because they were in, like, Abu Dhabi that day, so it started at 1. But, you know, yeah. I didn't have to rush around and go to Arkansas, so right. that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I love Arkansas, by the way. It's a beautiful state. I just mean... Oh, for sure. I, uh, I'm, I was lazy that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, sometimes go. you don't want to, you just don't want to go. You know, I, I get that. It's, uh, you have those days where you're just like, I just, I don't want to travel. Yeah. So, so there was one other thing that I did want to talk with you about um, that I, you told me at the end of uh, our conversation that we had the other day on Instagram. Um, you have done some movie and some uh, TV extra work. Um, and one of the things that you told me about was, uh, did you, did you say you did some extra work on the new, um, Tulsa King? Yeah. Yeah. I got to, I actually got to work three days with them. Um, well, uh, no, four days. Uh, we, we did, I, I did three days with them at first. Like the first day I didn't end up getting to work, but you know, I got my voucher for it and paid. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the second day, you know, we were like first in line to be like filmed and, then the next day we did another scene, so I, I believe I'm in like at least two days worth of scenes. Uh, oh, I cool. think they said it was, I think they said it was episode five or episode seven, and I can't really remember, but it'll be either five or seven. Okay. Um, and then I was the stand-in. I worked at the stand-in one day, uh -huh. which is like you know you you stand where the actors stand whenever they're, whenever they're doing the lighting, getting the lighting right. Okay. They basically just get a guy that's like the same height as the actor, uh -huh. same build. And it was actually really cool because uh, they, they treat you a lot better as a stand-in. You get like you just have more perks and you're hanging out with like the principal actors. I oh. literally walked into a room and like I'm not expecting any of the actors to be there. Like I'm thinking stand-in, that means the actors are all going to be like sitting off in their trailer. I'm never going to see them. Right. I walk into the room and Sylvester Stallone is literally sitting right to my right, just oh. chilling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. <clears throat> and then I go sit where I'm supposed to sit, and um, I forget that I, I forget my cowboy hat that they had me wearing. So I run back out uh, of the set, and 
uh, I'm trying to go down this ramp, and mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone is standing right dead center, right in the ramp where I need to go down, and he's got <laughs> about a foot of space to his left that uh, that could go around him. So I squeeze around him, and I just say. I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to break in these cowboy boots. And he, like, <laughs> does this waddle side to side. And I was like, holy fuck, I just talked to Rambo and Rocky just now. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That is really I mean, cool. I mean, it was very underwhelming. Underwhelming, not a great story, but I did talk to Rambo and Rocky. So it was kind of cool. And, you know, just, like, throughout the day, just seeing him, like, just casually walk by me so many times, I'm like, damn what this is like a really weird dream i'm having like because i've never had any acting aspirations or anything like that and and now I, here i am on set on a on a tv set with sylvester stallone this is crazy that, that that's really cool uh that would be like a dream come true uh for me yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and uh, i recently just got to do a movie with uh Candace Cameron, DJ from Full House. Really? Okay. She's, yeah, it's coming out in November. Um, it's called A Christmas Present. And uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to be a background actor in that. Um, wow. It was cool. I got to meet her, and she's a lot tinier in person than I thought she was. But boy, <laughs> boy, she is not somebody I would probably hang out with on a regular basis. <laughs> she's a sweet, she's a totally sweet person. She she wasn't mean or anything, but yeah, there, there were there were some things that I, I picked up on that yeah, she and I would not be best friends. I, I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I mean, yeah, everybody has their <laughs> type of people that they want to hang out with. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she would not want to hang out with me. I, I just know it. <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't be a bad influence on her or anything, would you? Probably not, because I feel like she's so set in her ways that right. nothing could break through to that. Um, I would sure try, though. <laughs> so I was I, always more of a Jody Sweden guy anyway, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. That that was me, too, and uh, still today, you know. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I was... I was really close to the Olsen twins age too. And I remember going to a sleepover whenever I was in like third grade and me and one of the kids there were fighting over the Olsen twins on, you know, who got, you know, Mary Kate. So <laughs> see, I think they're like my age. And for some reason they always seem too young to me. Yeah. I don't, yeah. don't know what that, I, I don't know what that is, but yeah, they're right in there because you're 38, I'm 34. So they're somewhere in that age group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, But I I honestly think they might be older than me or uh, the the same age. But it's just weird, like, how, you know, TV aging does. Yeah. Because you you see actors grow up on TV, and it just Mm -hmm. seems like they grow up right before your eyes, and it's, like, very fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, there's been plenty of them. You're just like, wait. They're, they're how old now? No, that's not right. Yeah, like so. the, the Boy Meets World cast, we followed them from their childhoods all the way to college. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, now, don't they have, uh, like, a spinoff of that show and it's Girl Meets World? They it's... did, yeah. It's already ran its course, and they, they, they're done with it now, wow. too. But I think they had about three seasons of it. I listened to their podcast. They have a Pod Meets World. It's just uh, oh, okay. it's uh, the guy that played Sean with uh-huh. uh, Ryder Strong. Uh, Danielle Danielle Fish Fischel or whatever and uh-huh. Will Friedle, 
like which was the older brother like ben savage isn't on it because he's like trying to run for city council in west hollywood or some shit. but ah, okay. um, the those three are running a podcast it's pretty entertaining and gives a little bit of an insight to like behind the scenes um stuff and it's good for me to listen to coming up into this new world of like background acting and doing like being on a set and film etiquette and stuff like that yeah no i get that that's uh that that's that's still really cool um so i do have a couple more wrestling questions for you that i like to ask when i have um, people on do you have a favorite opponent that you've had or and also do you have a um, favorite storyline or a favorite feud that you've had yeah I do. Uh, okay, I can answer these pretty easily. Okay. My favorite opponent is Tim Rockwell, just because okay. we've had literally, I, I couldn't count how many matches in, I don't know how many cities and states and, uh, yeah, all around the U.S. Uh-huh. And so he would be my favorite opponent just because I, I we could walk out there and not, not say a word to each other before mm-hmm. and walk out there and have a full match and it'd be pretty good that's cool um, and then and then uh my favorite program was with uh golden boy greg anthony in tcw traditional championship wrestling mm-hmm. and and i mean greg was also a really good worker like uh one of my favorite people to work with he uh he he was the heel um, for the whole program we worked, so he pretty much called, you know, all the matches. Uh, like I didn't have to do anything except listen to him, so it made it really easy on me. And but he had a great mind for the business, so he always brought out the best in me, and right. he always made me look good by, you know, because he would give me offense to do, and uh, you know, so he made me look good, and our program was televised it was on tv in several markets so i I think that was probably my favorite uh program that i've worked with somebody greg anthony hands down awesome all right so do you have anything that uh coming up that maybe you want to announce that you've got going on uh i just have um i can't remember the date see i'm so bad now i know it's in uh (laughs) december 18th or the 22nd or something but I have another jiu-jitsu tournament coming up with American Grappling Federation, and okay. I'm hoping to take. Uh, I'm taking. I'm hoping to take at least three gold medals home this time. I got. I only did one di- division last time, but I'm thinking about getting in the gi on this one. Might as well. I've been doing some gi work lately, so okay. figure I might as well do the other half of jiu-jitsu and right. uh, put on the pajamas. So uh, I'm gonna <laughs> do that in a. Uh, my weight class and then i'm going to do the absolute division which is um every weight class every belt it's all you know they throw them all in there and you just go the better the best man wins you know right on that yeah that sounds like a lot of fun and 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 i'm gonna keep trying to figure out this wrestling thing and maybe the mma thing because i'm starting to i'm getting older and older by the day and i don't I don't want to be uh, 40 having an MMA fight, so we need to hurry up and get that done. <laughs> no, I totally get that. So, if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? 
Well, they can try my Instagram, but I cannot promise that I will accept everybody. I, um, I, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I would just don't even look for me. Okay. Um, because I probably won't. I, I, I keep. I'm not. I'm not like a super private person, but like. I just I don't I don't want to put myself out there anymore. No, I like, get that. I'm I'm over social media. I, I don't have a Facebook anymore. Um, and you know, the more the more I think about stuff like that, the more it's just it, it makes me sad for humanity. So I'm just it, like, it gets very toxic me. really maybe quick. Follow, maybe follow my my YouTube channel, Christopher Anthony Gazaway. Every and you know I'll update on there every now and then okay and put up some cool videos every now and then but you know other than that i don't want i don't want people lurking at my instagram i got you staring at my kids photos and stuff so. i totally get that i totally understand it's cool that you do it you're you're cool man you're cool jared <laughs> jared's welcome but everybody else can off. <laughs> All right. Well, one last thing that I do want to ask you: Is there anything that maybe you want to tell your fans before I get you off of here? Man, if I have any, uh, thank you so much for sticking with me all this, all these years. Like, uh, I I really am grateful for it. Like um, anybody that that thinks that I I do my job well, um, I really do appreciate it. It does mean a lot to me. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Just and and I'll I'll try to always do right by you guys and be as open and honest with you as possible. And uh, and I'll I'll give you a chance to say goodbye to me when that time does come. So don't worry. All right, man. Well, Chris, it has been great talking to you tonight. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to get you on here. Um, you were a lot of fun to talk with. Likewise, brother. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great night, sir. You too. All right. Are you in middle school? Or do you have a middle schooler? If you said yes to either of the above, then listen to me and my dad on our podcast, The Middle School Month. If you listened to us last season, we covered a variety of topics such as life at school, video games, and Sun even interviewed special guests like the head writer of the 10 News podcast and middle school teachers. And we are back for season two. And who knows what's going to happen while I'm in seventh grade this year. You can find our podcast, The Middle School Mind, on our website, themiddleschoolmind.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Devil Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. A yabba dabba doo. And this is a cat's pajamas, aka cat's PJs, and I'm the host of Cat's Pajamas Radio Show. Well, what is it that I got at the radio show, you may ask? I've got everything from live interviews with 
various people from wrestling to bands and musicians and artists and artist collectives. We talk all things, conspiracies, scary stories, and uh, fun random music facts. You can check me out on Spotify at Cat's Pajamas Radio Show. Got a really killer playlist for all of you as well. Or you can find me on Instagram, Cat's Pajamas123. So I hope y'all go ahead and give that a listen. And a special thanks to uh, If You Give a Daughter Podcast for putting me on. Much love. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Chris Gasaway. He was a lot of fun to talk with, and uh, I really enjoyed having him on and just being able to hear his stories about uh, all the different things that he's done and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting and exciting to uh, hear him come on here and tell those things. And uh, like I said, I hope that you guys enjoyed it because I know that I did. So I have some pretty good episodes, amazing episodes, awesome episodes that are coming up, and I'm very excited for you guys to hear them. Um, This next week, I will be having with me Daniel Martin. He is a um, songwriter. He is a music producer. He does all kinds of things, and one of the things that he does is he produces children's music with his wife, and uh, we will kind of get to talk about that. I've got to listen to some of their music, and it's not your typical ABCD song for kids. Um, These are actually some pretty good songs. I love the way that they sound. They kind of have a folksy feel to them. You know, if you like folk music and things like that, I believe that you would enjoy them. They're songs that, um, in my opinion, they're good for all ages. It's not just something that a child would enjoy. It's something that everybody can enjoy. And I think that's important to find whenever you're trying to find music for your kids. I know that there are people out there that um, do a lot of the uh, kids' music and things like that. And this is a uh, another way that you can go. And I know that they get probably somewhere around, I think it's 340,000 listeners a month on Spotify. So their music has made it really big. And uh, I'm very excited to talk with Daniel uh, next week. It should be a really good conversation so then I have, after that, I have with me, finally, I have um, the Iceman. He is going to be talking with me, Howard Moritz. And I am very excited to have him on and talk with him. Um, then the week following that, I have on with me um, Duke Cornell. He is a wrestler that I have seen wrestle a couple times. He is a very talented man. And I can't wait to have him on to talk about some of the amazing things that he has done in the ring then following that week i have um a band it's another metal band and i actually found them right after i aired the episode um with benny qualman um from with some friends these people um it's spelled rvrs and i am very excited to have reverse on my show i've talked to benny about them a little bit as well and uh, he spoke very highly of them, so I'm very excited to have these guys on the show. 
Um, and I have a special episode that could be coming up here pretty soon as well. Um, we'll talk about that later whenever it gets closer to time for that. But I do have some exciting stuff that is coming up. So I've told you guys in the past that I have merch coming. And I've been talking with uh, one of the guys from my um, podcast network that I am a part of, the OIW Podcast Network. Shout out to them. They are awesome. Love those guys. They are uh, a lot of fun, and I love listening to their shows. Whenever you're done listening to my show, go and listen to theirs because there's tons of content on the OIW Network for you to go listen to. Getting back to what I was saying, though, um, I was talking to one of the guys in the network, and that is Justin from the Gilmy Talks podcast, and uh, we actually have some shirts that are going to be coming out in the next week or so, I believe, on a marketplace. I will get the exact name of where you can find them at, but merch is on its way, I promise. I'm telling you guys this, it is coming sooner than you think. Um, so just hold on to your seats and hold on to your hats and whatever else, and we will get that stuff out to you guys as soon as possible. But I am very excited to see um, what happens next with everything. I am excited to be a part of the podcast network, OIW Podcast Network. They are, like I said, great guys. And uh, yeah, they're uh, helping me to get my merch off the ground as well. So that's pretty cool, and I'm very excited about that. So if you guys want to send me a message... Uh, to tell me, hey, I like your show, or hey, I think you should maybe find a different hobby. <laughs> you can send me a message on um, Gmail, and that is uh, giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also send me a message on any of the social media. I'm pretty good about responding on there. Or if you just want to follow me so you can keep up with what's going on with the show, you can follow me on Facebook, and that's at IYGADAP. Um, that's the acronym for If You Give a Data Podcast, or you can just look up If You Give a Data Podcast. You can also find me on Google, and I should be the first 10 or 15 results that are there as well. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that as well, and that's at Give a Data Podcast. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, and that's at Dad Podcast 11. I update those pretty regularly, and uh, I try to interact with my people as much as I can, my listeners. Um, so yeah, hit me up on there. Follow me. Tell me what you think of the show. And also, if you're listening to this right now, I would love for you to go out and rate it and review it. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Just uh, you know, tell me what tell me what you guys want to hear. If you like what you're hearing, then let me know. Shout out to RNL Designs for uh, their continued support for my show. Go and check them out. They have all kinds of great. Christmas merch that is coming out. Uh, they have all kinds of custom things that you can get from them. If you have an idea for a shirt or a hat or anything like that that you want, hit them up. You can find them on Facebook, and that's um, RNL Designs 19. You can also find them on Instagram, and that's RNL Designs 19 as well on there. Um, they have an Etsy shop that is coming open that right now. It's just um, screens, but pretty soon they will be having all of their merchandise on the Etsy page as well. So, like I said, Thank you, RNL Designs, for sticking with me. You have been great, and you guys need to check them out. They have really good deals. Um, shirts are very reasonably priced, and they're doing sweatshirts and all kinds of other stuff as well. So, yeah, go and check them out. So, yeah, I am um, going to bring this show to a close. 
I am very excited to see what is going to be happening in the future with this show. I love doing this. I enjoy making this content. It has been a lot of fun, and it continues to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to bring you guys more episodes. So, yeah. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.